Chapter Twenty of A Small Boy and Others. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by M. B. A Small Boy and Others by Henry James. Chapter Twenty. My own sense of the great matter, meanwhile, that is, of our possibilities, still more than of our actualities, of Italy in general and of Florence in particular was a perfectly recoverable little awareness, as I find, of certain mild, soft, irregular breathings thence on the part of an absent pair in whom our parents were closely interested, and whose communications, whose Roman, Sorrentine, Florentine letters, letters in especial from the baths of Lucca, kept open in our air more than any other sweet irritation that question of Europe, which was to have, after all, in the immediate years, so limited, so shortened, a solution. Mary Temple the Elder had, early in our Fourteenth Street period, married Edmund Tweedy, a haunter of that neighbourhood and of our house in it from the first, but never more than during a winter spent with us there by that quasi-relative, who by an extension of interest and admiration, she was in those years quite exceedingly handsome, ranked for us with the Albany aunts, adding so a twist, as it were, to our tie with the Temple cousins, her own close kin. This couple must have been, putting real relatives aside, my parents' best friends in Europe, twitching thereby hardest the fine, firm thread attached at one end to our general desire, and at the other to their supposed felicity. The real relatives, those planted out in the same countries, are a chapter by themselves, whose effect on us, whose place in our vision, I should like to trace. That of the kings, for instance, of my mother's kin, that of the masons of my father's, the kings who cultivated, for years, the highest instructional, social, and moral possibilities at Geneva. The masons, above all, less strenuous but more sympathetic, who reported themselves to us hauntingly, during a considerable period, as enjoying every conceivable agreement at Tours, and at the then undeveloped Trouville, even the winter Trouville, on the lowest possible terms. Fain would I, as for the mere pleasure of it, under the temptation to delineate, gather into my loose net the singularly sharp and rounded image of our cousin Charlotte of the former name, who figured for us on the field of Europe, wherever we looked, and all the rest of time as a character of characters, and a marvel of placid consistency. Through my vague remembrance of her return from China after the arrest of a commercial career there by her husband's death in the Red Sea, which somehow sounded like a dreadful form of death, and my scarce less faint recovery of some Christmas treat of our childhood under her roof in Gramercy Park, amid dim chinoiseries, and in that twilight of time, dimmer offspring, Vernon, Anne, Arthur, marked to us always, in the distincter years, as of all our young relatives the most intensely educated and most pointedly proper. 
an occasion followed by her permanent and invidious withdrawal from her own country i would keep her in my eye through the genovese age and on to the crisis of the civil war in which vernon unforgiven by her stiff conservatism for his northern loyalty laid down before petersburg a young life of understanding and pain uncommemorated as to the gallantry of its end he had insistently returned to the front after a recovery from first wounds as under his mother's malediction on the stone beneath which he lies in the old burial-ground at newport the cradle of his father's family i should further pursue my subject through other periods and places other constantly quiet but vivid exhibitions to the very end of the story which for myself was the impression first of a little lonely soft-voiced gentle relentless lady in a dull surrey garden of a summer afternoon more than half blind and all dependent on the dame de compagnie who read aloud to her that saturday review which had ever been the prop and mirror of her opinions and to which she remained faithful her children estranged and outworn dead and ignored and the vision second and for a climax of an old-world rez-de-chaussee at versailles goal of my final pilgrimage almost in presence of the end and of her very personal career i mean but not of her perfectly fine spirit or of her charmingly smooth address i confess myself embarrassed by my very ease of recapture of my young consciousness so that i perforce try to encourage lapses and keep my abundance down the place for the lapse consents with difficulty however to be any particular point of the past at which i catch myself easily caught as i am looking about me it has certainly nothing in common with that coin of vantage enjoyed by me one june afternoon of eighteen fifty five in the form of the minor share of the box of a carriage that conveyed us for the first time since our babyhood w j s and mine through so much of a vast portentous london i was an item in the overflow of a vehicle completely occupied and i thrilled with the spectacle my seat beside the coachman so amply commanded without knowing at this moment why amid other claims i had been marked for such an eminence i so far justify my privilege at least as still to feel that prime impression of extreme intensity underlie deep down the whole mass of later observation there are london aspects which so far as they still touch me after all the years touch me as just sensible reminders of this hour of early apprehension so penetrated for me as to have kept its ineffaceable stamp for at last we had come to europe we had disembarked at liverpool but a couple of days before from that steamer atlantic of the collins line then active but so soon to be utterly undone of which i had kept a romantic note ever since a certain evening of a winter or two before i had on that occasion assisted with my parents at a varied theatrical exhibition the theatre is distinct to me as brooms 
one of the features of which was the at that time flourishing farce of betsy baker a picture of some predicament supposed droll of its hero mr mouser whose wife if i am correct carries on a laundry and controls as she may a train of young assistants a feature of the piece comes back to me as the pursuit of mr mouser round and round the premises by the troop of laundresses shouting his name in chorus capture by them being abject though whether through fear of their endearments or of their harsher violence i fail to remember it was enough that the public nerve had at the moment been tried by the non-arrival of the atlantic several days overdue to the pitch at last of extreme anxiety so that when after the fall of the curtain on the farce the distracted mr mouser still breathless reappeared at the footlights where i can see him now abate by his plight no jot of the dignity of his announcement ladies and gentlemen i rejoice to be able to tell you that the good ship atlantic is safe the house broke into such plaudits so huge and prolonged a roar of relief as i had never heard the like of and which gave me my first measure of a great immediate public emotion even as the incident itself to-day reminds me of the family party smallness of the old new york those happy limits that could make us all care and care to fond vociferation for the same thing at once it was a moment of the golden age representing too but a snatch of elation since the wretched arctic had gone down in mortal woe and her other companion the pacific leaving england a few months later and under the interested eyes of our family group then temporarily settled in london was never heard of more let all of which show again what traps are laid about me for unguarded acute reminiscence i meet another of those though i positively try to avoid it in the sense of a day spent on the great fusty curtained bed a mediaeval four-poster such as i had never seen of the hotel at the london and northwestern station where it appeared to our great inconvenience that i had during the previous months somewhere perversely absorbed probably on staten island upwards of a year before the dull seed of malaria which now suddenly broke out in chills and fever this condition of the intermittent order hampered our movements but left alternate days on which we could travel and as present to me as ever is the apprehended interest of my important and determinate state and of our complicated prospect while i lay much at my ease for i recall in particular certain short sweet times when i could be left alone with the thick and heavy suggestions of the london room about me the very smell of which was ancient strange and impressive a new revelation altogether and the window open to the english june and the far-off hum of a thousand possibilities i consciously took them in these last and must then i think have first tasted the very greatest pleasure perhaps i was ever to know that of almost holding my breath in presence of certain aspects to the end of so taking in it was as if in those hours that precious fine art had been disclosed to me 
scantly as the poor place and the small occasion might have seemed of an order to promote it we seize our property by an avid instinct wherever we find it and i must have kept seizing mine at the absurdest little rate and all by this deeply dissimulative process of taking in through the whole succession of those summer days the next application of it that stands out for me or the next that i make room for here since i note after all so much less than i remember is the intensity of a fond apprehension of paris a few days later from the balcony of an hotel that hung through the soft summer night over the rue de la paix i hung with the balcony and doubtless with my brothers and my sister though i recover what i felt as so much relation and response to the larger the largest appeal only that of the whole perfect parisianism i seemed to myself always to have possessed mentally even if i had but just turned twelve and that now filled out its frame or case for me from every lighted window up and down as if each of these had been for strength of sense a word in some immortal quotation the very breath of civilized lips how i had anciently gathered such stores of preconception is more than i shall undertake an account of though i believe i should be able to scrape one together certain it is at any rate that half the beauty of the whole exposed second floor of a modiste just opposite for instance with the fittings and figurings as well as the intent immobilities of busy young women described through frank and as it were benignant apertures and of such bright fine strain that they but asked to work far into the night came from the effect on the part of those things of so exactly crowning and comforting i couldn't have said what momentous young dream i might have been right to myself as against some danger of being wrong and if i had uttered my main comment on it all this must certainly have been i told you so i told you so what i had told myself was of course that the impression would be of the richest and at the same time of the most insinuating and this after all didn't sail very close but i had had before me from far back a picture which might have been hung in the very sky and here was every touch in it repeated with a charm had i ever till then known what a charm was a large a local a social charm leaving out that of a few individuals it was at all events this mystery one's property that of one's mind and so once for all i helped myself to it from my balcony and tucked it away it counted all immensely for practice in taking in i profited by that no doubt still a few days later at an hour that has never ceased to recur to me all my life as crucial as supremely determinant the travelling carriage had stopped at a village on the way from lyons to geneva between which places there was then no railway a village now nameless to me and which was not yet nantua in the jura where we were to spend the night i was stretched out 
at my ease on a couch warmed by a plank laid from seat to seat and covered by a small mattress and other draperies an indulgence founded on my visitation of fever which though not now checking our progress assured me in our little band these invidious luxuries it may have been that as my body was pampered so i was moved equally to pamper my spirit for my appropriative instinct had neglected no item of our case from the first by which i mean from the moment of our getting under way that morning with much elaboration in the court of the old hotel de l'univers at Lyon, where we had arrived two days before and awaited my good pleasure during forty-eight hours that overflowed for us perhaps somewhat less than any pair of days yet but as regards which it was afterwards my complacent theory that my contemplative rest at the ancient inn with all the voices and graces of the past of the court of the french scheme of manners in general and of ancient inns as such in particular had prepared me not a little when i should in due course hear of it for what was meant by the old vie de province that expression which was to become later on so toned as old fine colour and old fine opinion are toned it was the romance of travel and it was the suggested romance flushed with suppositions and echoes with implications and memories memories of one's reading save the mark all the more that our proper bestowal required two carriages in which we were to post ineffable thought and which bristled with every kind of contradiction of common experience the postilion in a costume rather recalling from the halls of ferrero that of my debardeur bobbed up and down the italian courier jean nadali black-whiskered and acquired in london sat in the rumble along with annette godefroy of metz fresh-coloured broad-faced and fair-braided a bon lorraine if ever there was acquired in new york i enjoy the echo of their very names neither unprecedented nor irreproducible yet which melt together for me to intensification with all the rest with the recovered moment above all of our pause at the inn door in the cool sunshine we had mounted and mounted during which in my absurdly cushioned state i took in as i have hinted by a long slow swig that testified to some power of elbow a larger draught of the wine of perception than any i had ever before owed to a single throb of that faculty the village street which was not as village streets hitherto known to me opened out beyond an interval into a high place on which perched an object also a fresh revelation and that i recognized with a deep joy though a joy that was doubtless partly the sense of fantastic ease of abated illness and of cold chicken as at once a castle and a ruin the only castle within my ken had been by my impression the machicolated villa above us the previous summer at new brighton and as i had seen no structure rise beyond that majesty so i had seen none abased to the dignity of ruin 
loose boards were no expression of this latter phase and i was already somehow aware of a deeper note in the crumbled castle than any note of the solid one little experience as i had had either of solidity at a point in the interval at any rate below the slope on which this memento stood was a woman in a black bodice a white shirt and a red petticoat engaged in some sort of field labour the effect of whose intervention just then is almost beyond my notation i knew her for a peasant in sabot the first peasant i had ever beheld or beheld at least to such advantage she had in the whole aspect an enormous value emphasizing with her petticoat's tonic strength the truth that sank in as i lay the truth of one's embracing there in all the presented character of the scene an amount of character i had felt no scene present not even the one i had raked from the hotel westminster the sort of thing that even as mere fullness and mere weight would sit most warmly in the mind supremely in that ecstatic vision was europe sublime synthesis expressed and guaranteed to me as if by a mystic gauge which spread all through the summer air that i should now only now never lose it hold the whole consistency of it up to that time it might have been but mockingly whisked before me europe mightn't have been flattered it was true at my finding her thus most signified and summarized in a sordid old woman scraping a mean living and an uninhabitable tower abandoned to the owls this was but the momentary measure of a small sick boy however and the virtue of the impression was proportioned to my capacity it made a bridge over to more things than i then knew End of chapter twenty